I think the highlight of my weekend, though, was the fact that we went to a soccer bar on Sunday, and they had a Man United. It was a Man United bar, and we bought Nick a Europa drink. That was the icing on the, or the cherry on top. Yeah. The only thing well, sweet about it was all the sugar. Was? What'd you say, John? <laughs> did you know what that video was? No, I didn't. Oh, I sent that to video to you, too. Did you? There was, there was a bar we're at on Sunday, Michael, where Nick... Um, it was a, literally a Man United bar, and they had a... I oh, the yeah, I saw that. Sorry, I did see that. But yeah, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, drinks yeah. on their menu was literally called the Europa Cup, and we got the bartender to make it and then go up to Nick and be like, because you have nothing else to look forward to this season, I figure I'd give you your end destination. Prem's out. <laughs> yeah, I looked at her. I'm like, excuse me? And I just see John with his camera right... I was like face, this. Like, <laughs> like a girl about to see Justin yeah. Bieber. Bro, it's cackling. The NAFTA podcast. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. NAFTA podcast back. It is the match week two recap. We got traditionally top teams tumbling. We got uh, a weekend down the Jersey Shore. The first ever NAFTA podcast outing minus one. Um, but we also have all four members here on the pod today. Michael. Reeling after a, a tough game against uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, Dylan still without a win for Wolves. But no one is as down bad as Nick Tucker right now as a Man United fan. Um, I'm sure we're going to get into that. Uh, first things first. Guys, thank you so much for the weekend. I had a great time. The one thing I wanted to mention, because I figured that she would listen, is... We went to a lot of bars that are very famous, at least in the New York area. All of them lived up to the hype, but there is no one, not one thing there that exceeded expectations more than Barb Tucker uh, as just the best pod mom in the world. So that was awesome. Uh, Michael, I can't wait for you to meet her because she's just going to make fun of you to your face right away. Oh, I, I live for that. She That's the kind of relationship that I, I foster. I don't want to get too into it, like, before we talk about the game, but, like, John getting to witness her just ripping into Nick as Brentford kept scoring was one of the funnier <laughs> moments. Yeah, like, her firstborn. And as she had previously stated uh, in the presence of many people, her favorite son. Um, me? I, I did not think that she, I did not think she would actually do that in public in front of friends, but clearly I don't know my mother as well as I thought I did. Yeah, because you're not the favorite, but I'll let you have it because, you know. I mean, it's cool. She told me that three times in the past year because I'm, you know, but don't worry about it. It's cool. So, so there's Witness, a double witnesses. whammy, though, that happened. Double whammy that happened to Nick, though, was like, one, United was getting shellacked and it was 36 minutes in. But two, Nick couldn't even, like, mourn correctly because he had to go work that night. So, like, I think he had one beer the whole time, which just had to have made it worse. Right. That's all I wanted was there was like as those as those psychopaths were ordering Jaeger lemonade and Sprite all day next to us. All I wanted was a Bud Light and I maybe and maybe a shot that. of Jameson. <laughs> yeah, 
You need something a little heavier than that. Michael, as the youngest person on the podcast, have you ever heard of this combination? Jaeger, lemonade, and Sprite? No, that sounds horrible. I, I would have had it with TikTok. him, I think, if I was allowed to drink. Do you wanna... It's on your TikTok? I don't know. I just assumed it was because I had never heard of it before. Do we think there's a name for it? Yeah. The Jaeger, lemonade, tic- the Jaeger <laughs> lemonade, and Sprite. I used to have a Sprite, Report. Sprite and, uh, in my college days, Sprite and Apple Ciroc. <laughs> the fuck do you think you are? I don't know. D- Diddy's Child. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite right. drink. It's called the Schizophrenia Cocktail. That sounds That's, about right. Uh, <laughs> that, that more than tracks. That more than tracks. All right, let's get into the week. We have three big games to talk about. But first, a rundown of what else happened. And it actually lays out perfectly pretty much the last three games, three of the last four games of the, the week were the ones we're going to chat through. First things first, Villa with their first three points of the season. Goals by Danny Ings and Buendia top a... Uh, Dinier own goal. I think he just felt bad for his own old team and, and put one in. Villa wins 2-1 over Everton. Um, Arsenal, 4-2 over Leicester. Gabby Jesus with a brace. Xhaka scores. Martinelli scores for the Gooners. Uh, and then a Saliba own goal and a Madison goal for Leicester. Uh, 4-2 Arsenal. Brighton, Hove Albion, and Newcastle tie. Uh, actually, probably one of the better games of the weekend, but... Not much happened there. We're not going to chat through it. Um, Brighton looked really, really good. Man City 4, Bournemouth 0. Gundogan, De Bruyne, Foden, and then a Lerma own goal for City. 4-0 over Bournemouth. Uh, A 2-2 tie with Southampton and Leeds. Uh, Leeds took a 2-0 lead. Rodrigo had a double. And then Arrivo and Walker-Peters stormed back for Southampton. 2-2 there. Wolves and Fulham, this is going to be a classic Wolves game until they get their striker. Nil-nil, get the points, stay up. Uh, but they tie Fulham and share points there. Um, and then the last game that we're not going to talk too much about, uh, but is a big one, um, is Nottingham Forest 1, West Ham nil. Huge game by the capped. I we got to think of a great nickname for him. Uh, Dean Henderson wearing the baseball cap in goal, saving a penalty. But I think he took the baseball cap off to save the penalty, right? Yeah. Just absolute titanic moment. Uh, <laughs> 1-0, Forrest. They get all three points. West Ham, 0-2 to start the year. I don't think anyone saw that out of the gate. Boys, anything we want to add about those games we ran through at all? Clearly, Nottingham Forest is a better fit for Dean Henderson because they give him a hat that actually fits his head and looks normal. That's all I got. Um, this is a this is a deep cut. I don't think they're going to listen to this podcast, but it's worth saying. Uh, Brendan Clunk, my best friend, I mentioned him a lot this weekend, unfortunately, because he sat with Dylan at my wedding. His older brother is the only other goalie I ever saw in my life wear a baseball cap. Did it all through Alliance High School. Um, shout out to Patrick Clunk. He's got three kids now. Cool. They, they don't build them like that anymore. No. Um, <laughs> not like that. Dylan, what do you got? I, Dylan had his hand raised like a gentleman. I, oh, sorry. I was going to do word association real quick if I could run through a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolfs, back, Nunez. Um, Brighton, still the kings and OGs of XG. Um, City, <laughs> scarier than Mike Myers on Halloween. Um, Leeds unfortunate um and then 
finally, I had one more. Where is it? Sorry. Well, I'm screwing the pooch, on, like, the, I'm screwing the pooch on this one. <laughs> oh, Nottingham Forest, better escape artist than David Blaine. Love it. Um, great word association. One thing I do want to mention, the Leeds uniforms are pretty sick. I actually really like the tie-dye version. But in that game, I forget which goal it was, if it was the Walker-Peters goal or the Aribo goal, the guy, like, basically is one-on-one with the keeper and then tries to, like, dribble around him, almost gets caught. I was sitting there saying, like, what the fuck are you doing? Just shoot it. I don't know if you guys saw this. It's hilarious. You should go back and look. Um, Michael? Um, Villa, good game. Lost Diego Carlos. That's really fucking bad for them. He's, like, probably done for months, maybe the whole season. Yeah. Uh, they said indefinitely. Uh, Gabby Jesus just took a week. Absolutely. Two goals, two assists, I'm pretty sure. Flying now. Brighton, Newcastle. I think John and I had mentioned it last night. Going to be some table adjustments. Going to have mm-hmm. to be. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys obviously looked pretty fucking good. Um, and then Nottingham Forest, West Ham. I think you. I think there's a world where you could have actually seen West Ham losing the first two games, and I mentioned it again yesterday to you. First game, they have a home game against arguably the best team in the league. That's going to be tough, like, either way you look at it. Like, you guys dropped points in five away games last year or whatever, and then you're mm-hmm. going to Nottingham Forest the next game off a loss. They haven't had a home Premier League game in, you know, in eternity. Everyone's probably pretty hyped up. You're going to get a, a tough game there. So um, I think if you, like, look at it stuff in that way, you could maybe see it happening. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I said no one saw it happening, but when you're playing the last year's Champions game one, no one is actually probably expecting you to win either. Um, Nick, do you want to rip the Band-Aid off, or do you want to let it simmer? What does a group want? You know what? You know what? You know what? Let's, let's do it. Let's no, let, Let's do it first. Let no. Let's do it first. Let's let Michael get okay. his punches in, and then I'll just throw my counter. <laughs> best I Nick, this isn't this isn't a punch. This is just. I, I think I I was struggling to find a good comparison to I what think, I think. What like watching the game is like. What was the announcer of the Cubs? Oh yeah, Harry Carey. It's like committing Harry Carey. I don't. I don't know that reference. Harry Curry. I know it's. I, it's not the real name. That was a terrible joke. Good talk, everybody. Anyway. Yeah. I'd rather stab myself in the stomach with a knife than watch these guys. I, I couldn't stop watching. Like, I'm like at the bottom, like, no, just don't watch. Look up. I'm like, squirrel, game. Oh, shit. Anyway, <laughs> you're like, you're like the movie Hoodwinked. Yeah. I just... Yeah, definitely. Anyway, sorry. All right, well, so let, 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 me, let me paint the picture here real quick because there's only a, a really one half. We have to, actually, there's only really 35 minutes we got to talk about. Um, Joshua De Silva for Brentford opens up the scoring. One nothing in the tenth minute. It's actually before we ever got to the bar. It was already one nothing Brentford. Uh, Matthias Jensen uh, two nothing in the eighteenth minute. Ben Mee, who I don't think scored an entire goal last year. Uh, that's probably wrong, but that's fine. Thirtieth uh, minute three nil, uh, and then in Buemo four uh, nil in the thirty fifth minute. It's not even halftime yet. It's four nil Brentford. I don't think a score like that has ever happened really in the history of Man United, I'm sure it has, uh, at least not with a team like Brentford. And then wholesale subs happened at halftime, as they probably should, for Man United. Uh, McTominay comes in for Fred Veron. Uh, I don't even know who some of these people are. Malasia, uh, Alanga, um, and then is. the Beak. 
I do know Malasia. The beat gets a, a courtesy seven minutes at the end of the game. Um, the only reason I'm going through that is just so, like, you saw that at least someone was trying to do something. Uh, Nick, we, we got to let you start. Like, yeah, you what's have, your you mindset? Have to go first. What's your mind state like right now, man? I feel like I've had a lobotomy. I'm, like, numb to this now. Like, it's like, <laughs> this is my life. Like, this is my life. I, I, you mentioned the beak, and I'm like, if I'm, I saw him, they saw him subbing him in. He went, he was ready to go in in the 81st minute, maybe, and the ball didn't go out until like the 87th. <laughs> so he's just <laughs> standing there for like six minutes. It's like, what does this guy have to do? How low do we have to get to let this guy get a start and play 90 minutes? I mean, I honestly don't know if he's ever played 90 minutes in the league. I don't, I, it very, I can yeah, be that's wrong. a great question. Actually, I think it's gen. I, I mean, I mean, even in cup games, they don't even give him full. Like when he would play league cup and stuff. But just watching it, like, it's like you know, like, all right, the first couple of minutes are a little shady. All right, you let it go. Maybe they're just kind of you know. Sometimes you don't start hot, and then it's just like it's it just it, immediately as soon as a goal scores, something negative happens. The team just just goes down. Like they just quit. It's like. The, the, the pregame t- tactic against us be like, just just score a goal or put some pressure on them. They're eventually just going to wilt. Like, I wouldn't follow these guys out of a wet paper bag. Like, <laughs> and there's just nobody wants to take any ownership. Like, like you have, like, the definition, this, this is my last thing I'll let you guys go, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over repeatedly and expecting a different result. It's not. Right? It's not actually the definition, but a lot well, of people whatever. say Well, whatever. You that. know what? Some coach said it once, and I just believe it's the definition. Anyway. But, you know. It's, it's a great quote. quote. It's a great quote. Yeah, whatever. You know what? Some coach <laughs> that I respect says it, and I just believed it was real. So, good talk. Um, but it's like you put the same lineup out there all the time, and you expect something different. Like, yeah. For three years. For three years. And, Rag- and Ragnarok looks like fucking Nostradamus. Listen, I feel bad. Is- only because Nick was having a when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor moment, and we should have just let him keep going with it, and we just completely cut him off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, is it worse that Michael didn't make fun of Nick to his face or that he corrected him on, like, the most well-known quote that isn't really a quote? <laughs> no, I, I think, Real actually, I think too. it's really, really offensive that Michael didn't make fun of me because I hate when people feel sympathy and pity towards me, and I think Michael is <laughs> taking it on me now. And that's actually more insulting than anything he said to me in the last 12 months. Last f- Fact check, too, real quick. The last 90-minute game that Donnie Vandebeek played was the 13th of March, 2022, in a 1-0 loss against Wolves as an Everton Toffee. (laughs) Not even as a United player. Um, I will say, the actual definition is extreme extreme foolishness or or irrationality, which is basically the same thing. So, like, you're pretty much right. Um, I was trying to think of a a good comparison, and I actually found found one. and it'll I'll get to it I'll kind of build up a little bit but if you go to transfer market the the net worth of Manchester United according to transfer market is 799.7 million dollars pounds the transfer fee or salary no 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 like the the worth of the club I think oh, oh if it if it's actually actually I don't I don't know John can you actually check that for me cuz if it's the, how much the 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 team has cost to assemble that's even better um, I don't think it is though. Brentford is 
hovering in the 320 million area currently. That is, uh, so United is 240% more, uh, has more value as a club than Brentford does. Um, if you do remember, I know we're all football heads here, uh, American football. If you remember the the greatest, one of the greatest victories ever, Appalachian State over Michigan, um, it costs, and I'm not fucking making this up, 240% more to attend the University of Michigan than it does Appalachian State. Okay? So, I've been making this comparison this whole time, and here, 25 minutes before the podcast, I actually find a statistic that kind of loosely, you know, brings it all together and i will say this too the appalachian state game if you remember 34 32 appalachian state blocked a field goal and returned it for the win at the end so they were actually michigan was seconds away from winning the game from the first kick of the ball you guys stood no chance absolutely no chance at all david de gea 10 minutes in (laughs) ruined it for you what then doing? 18 minutes ruined it for you again. I love that he took ownership at the end. That's a, that's a big thing of him to do. No, uh, fuck that, man. <laughs> fuck that. Not even okay, but I and and honestly, how this all ties ties together. I think yeah, it was. It there, Poncho. <laughs> I think it was the fourth goal, the uh, kick to to Tony down the line, cross to Embuemo. Beautiful finish at the Sick end. Sick ball. Sick. Great ball. I, if on Tony's pass, again, like we talk about this, like as the pod goes on, maybe assist of the year right now. I'm obviously two weeks in, but is it incredible ball? When Embuemo scores and turns and points at Ivan Tony, and you see his face, he's looking at him like this, screaming, like that, you know, that let's fucking go shit. Oh my God. Chills, man. Absolute chills. That was an awesome fucking game to watch. While I was at a wedding, waiting for everybody to get there on my phone. It was so sick. Dylan, before I go to you, Nick, real quick, one question. If you had to pick one Harbaugh to bring Man United (laughs) back, which one would it be? The dad. Jim or John? The dad. (laughs) Dylan, go ahead. I'd bring Tim Crean. People forget he's part of the family. Um, So He just stood on the top of his head. (laughs) Um... I'm going to be positive for you, Nick, and then I have something I fun for you, too, to take your mind off speech. of it. What? Go, go, go ahead. No, go. my positive is this. I just finished watching All or Nothing. Arsenal looked like shit their first three games last year, and they were able to finish in a Europe spot. Uh, so you guys can get some positive uh, movement and go from sixth to fifth if you follow the same script that they did last year. So you know what? Not the worst thing in the world when you put it that way. Uh, true. Yeah. Can I ask a Can I ask a legit question though of Nick? And like I want like this is a legit question. Yeah. I want a legit answer. That Arsenal team. The pieces on that Arsenal team are better than the pieces on this United team. And especially watching All or Nothing now. Like I guess I'm just watching it. Maybe just coming back. It's, we don't. We don't. It, I want to switch my bet. It's, they're just well, better. They're just flat out. They're just oh, better. But like, they're, dude, they're, I gave up a long time ago. Also, my also like you look. We talk about young core stuff like that. Like Saka's still twenty, Martinelli's nine, twenty, nineteen or twenty, you know. Uh, 
Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like Rashford's 25, Sancho's 22. Like, they're not young anymore, man. Like, and, and you can say Sancho's young, but it's, no, this guy came up through the City Academy. He played at Dortmund, played in Champions League. Like, they're not young. And some it's just not, they're just not. And knowing when a core looks good and some people don't. Yeah. Martinelli, 21. But, but the problem is that they, but those are guys that they didn't, they weren't required to bring be the bulk load of things that like they had other guys that can help them. like who's helping out in united's lineup like bruno bruno if he's because he's still living on the coattails of his great first season like fred and mctominay are trash like i mean it's it's i saw it was perfect i saw someone that said you know if this was pogba they'd be ripping him because bruno's just as bad you know he's been terrible he so and the def- and the defense is the defense is just a mess like they literally i am on the Rag- ragnarok train you need ten players. They're honestly. I need to see. I need to see a roster that I don't. That I don't know so, anybody. So I have two points. And I think that leads me into one of them. Clearly, if Ten Hogs your guy, you need. It's honestly just bringing it back to even college football, where people don't get enough time. Like he probably needs two to three years to figure it out. And Arsenal, I think, just bring it back to that. I think stuck with Arteta when they probably could have gotten rid of him. United's gonna like. I have He's the feeling they United's not giving Ten Hag the time and to get the players for system, and that's gonna be the problem. And then you're just gonna keep doing a revolving door. Well, they have, they have, they have, they haven't given I, anybody. They I know they have to, but we're talking time. about insanity, Nick. They're going to screw it up and do it again. That's the thing. Um, the second point is I want to make you happy, so I figured you didn't have enough time to do research. So I wanted to do your height and weight, but just with height. Um, because I, I heard this on another podcast, and it was quite shocking to me. Um, so how tall do you think Lissandro Martinez is He's listed on the website? He's 5'9". How tall do you think Ivan Tony is listed on the Premier League website? Six foot. No, we did. Hang on, no, we did Ivan Tony last year. Hang on, because I remember because because it was was it John or Michael was saying? Oh man, oh maybe it was Michael, your girlfriend was saying how oh Ivan Tony's really hot. Oh or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that game didn't help either. He's by listed the way, on so. the website. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's listed as five ten. Do you think Ivan Tony's only one inch taller than Martinez? No, I don't. I don't either. And I think. No, I think because, you need, no, like I think it's something Ivan where you need to figure out a whole other center back situation though too though because Ivan Tony's good, but what happens when Holland comes through and where Harry Kane comes through and all that like it's going to become an absolute massacre. Brentford's putting Duh. up four. Well, yeah. if I'll tell you what, if Darwin Nunez would have got pissed off at Martinez, he wouldn't have got a red. He wouldn't have got yes. a red card because he wouldn't have been, been able to headbutt. Would have been a chin down. He'd have looked up and he'd have been right here. I have two two quick two quick things, and I'll, I'll wrap up on this one. Uh, John, I talked about it on Sunday because uh, apparently Ten Hag went ballistic in the locker room, and apparently there was a fight in the locker room on Thursday at practice after training. I don't know. He canceled the off day and had them run was it thirteen point eight kilometers, which is like eight and a half miles. Now I don't know if it was like individually you run that, or maybe like collectively as a team. You know, you had to do that, and. Me and John both looked at each other and said, that's high school coaching bullshit. And I was like, yeah. But then part of me is now, like, I thought about her day. I go, yeah, it's a little high school bullshit. But, yeah, fuck that. Kick their ass. Like, they deserve it. <laughs> like, like, make them. And they're like, oh, the, the, like the, the fitness trainers are like, oh, stop. And it's like, you know, 
get a Herb Brooks moment, like, again. And, you know, like, you look at Antonio yeah. Conte, but because he did it in the preseason, it's different. You know, it's like it's literally the exact same thing. I guess the argument there is that that's actually to develop fitness. Yeah, well, the other I'm a little pun- bit of a capital punishment guy, so fuck that. You but go I, ahead and do I it. I also, I, I'm currently doing a uh, Nike run club, and my run club coach says never use running as a punishment. <laughs> well, he probably never won anything, so, you know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think he actually was pretty successful. Last question I do have, and then we'll move on. You mentioned Herb Brooks. I was thinking of the movie when I was at your apartment. When you guys passed out of the Fast and the Furious marathon? Hey, that was Dylan's idea. Thomas Frank, he shows up. I guess this is a home game, so this doesn't matter as much. Do you think he pulls a Hoosiers? Do you think he, like... Is measuring the goal posts, measuring the sidelines. <laughs> the stadium's the same size, you know, whatever. I think he's just, um, just going to awesome. walk and be like, are you men? Are you going to go out and play like men? Done. Like, yeah. And Ben Me said, sign me up. <laughs> I will say that guy, the guy at the bar uh, was the most positive. The guy Saturday night, he wore the city, the guy was wearing the city jacket. And he comes up and I go, you can't come into the bar. And he goes, for those who don't know, I work security and check IDs in a bar. I go, you can't go in. And he goes, why? I go, that jacket. And then he just goes, and he said, I'm United Pain. He goes, oh, you got, it's, he all of a sudden, he starts pumping me up. I'm like, dude, this is the nicest city fan I've ever met. He's like, oh, the league's better with you. You'll be back, buddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I was all going to be like, fuck you. This, I'll say this is a complete tangent, but I forgot that we kind of need to talk about this. When we brought John to the Parker house, <laughs> um, I was wearing my Wolf's jersey. And we ran into some British guy who actually was an Arsenal fan who, like, was just giving, like, a respect and, like, you guys like soccer and then wanted to leave. And then John and I suckered him into a 15-minute conversation that I think absolutely ruined yeah. his day. So I was very excited about <laughs> he that. He was, like, a 23-year-old soccer fan and saw these two old dudes. And he was like, oh, soccer, cool. And we were like, oh, you want to talk about it? Like, we have a podcast. Not really. We didn't say that. <laughs> um, all right, before we move on, apologies to Ben Mee's family. Um, he had three goals last year. So, yeah. There you go. Shout out to Ben. Shout All right. Benny. Second big game. Second big game of the weekend. Chelsea to Tottenham to a Khalid. I'm never going to get his first name right. Kaladu Koulibaly. Kaladu. Kaladu Koulibaly. With a goal assisted by Mark Cucurella in the 19th minute. It was a volleyed one-timer off a corner. It was pretty nice. Um, the two new signings connect there. Hoiberg gets one back for Tottenham in the 68th minute. And then Reese James scores in the 77th to put Chelsea back up to one. A last-ditch effort, six-minute of stoppage time, Harry Kane goal uh, makes it 2-2. But the story is not at all any of that. The story is the battle and the war between Germany and Italy that is fuming between Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte at the end of the game. Nick, you're a history teacher. Have we ever seen a bigger European rivalry than what we're about to see now? I was a little surprised because usually in these massive conflicts, Italy and Germany are uh, allies. But, um, you know, I was a little confused by that. But I was trying to think of the best... WWE rivalry I could think of to describe. And I just realized you need Paul Heyman to call the next game. You know? <laughs> Vince McMahon's looking for employment, I heard. So, you know. 
Michael, any thoughts? Dylan, any thoughts? Um, I'm reading, sorry, I'm reading the the fought mob thing where it says, like where they got the red cards at the end of the game, and it says the Chelsea manager refused to let go, pulling him into another argument. I honest to God, I don't know who pulled who. Like, did he? Kind of, I guess, I guess, nope. No, 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 no. Tuchel literally said he didn't look me in the eyes. Are we having a blue dress? No, Tuchel dress? said yeah. he literally came out and said, "You <laughs> is this look me in the eyes?" And he pulled him back and said, "You look me in the eyes when you shake my hand." And there's a picture of him at PSG and him at Inter, and they're not looking; they're shaking hands and both looking in the other direction. Do, do, do you hear Laurel? Yeah, do you hear Laurel or Yanny when I play this uh, sound real quick? Anyone remember that one? Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was Tuchel because Tuchel even goes like this. He points at his eyes and whatever. Um, the, I mean, the the most natural question after this is who wins in a fist fight? Conte. You think so? He's got to get he's got to get inside the body though because Tuchel's got the long reach. Nah. Listen, Conte's got the dog at him. He he's he's coming after. Yeah, one thousand percent. I'm also not doing this, this like German, like oh Tuchel's German though, like I don't know what the fuck that means. Not German. He's he's doesn't like Conte is. No, no, it's not the reason. I thought you were saying that's what we were saying. I just say he's tall. Well, but but that's like, no, no, no. But that's what people say, like like oh Klopp's like a big German, and it's just like what the fuck does that mean? Like he's just a big dude. Like I don't know. Like he kind of looks a little intimidating. They just kind of throw German around like weirdly. I don't understand why. Tuchel's 48, Conte's 53. Does that change anything? 100%. Five years of experience? Five years of grown man strength? Yeah. How many trophies can Conte hit over Tuchel's head more than the other way? Oh. Oh, what? He won won the Paris Farm League? Who gives a shit? (laughs) Dude, Conte Conte is insane, man. He's he's won a lot. Um, I think think the the cooler little thing... Is when Conte. I didn't know Conte used social media. Like I had no Ooh. clue. And the shit he posted <laughs> yeah. about, he's like, if I would have seen him run down the fucking sideline like that, it would have been over. Did you imagine? It would have been over. Dude, not only did he he posted it in English and Italian. Oh, he yeah. He <laughs> let everyone know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy that for once, we finally got a marquee matchup, and hopefully this is what's indicative for the rest of the season. We got a marquee matchup that actually like lived up to the villain too, because there's so many times in the past where it's been like, oh, it's a zero-zero draw. Like it, they're good games, but it's like, all right, like it's so tactical. Where like, I don't know. I like the fiery and the rivalry. I think, I think it's needed. I also think Tottenham are lucky as hell to come out of there with a tie. And I think John and I, as we were sitting at the Black Swan. We're, as we were like watching the game, we're like, "Shit, we kind of knew Chelsea's good, but we didn't want to admit it." But I think Chelsea's actually kind of good, like not title contention good, but like mm. still kind of I, good. I, I'm the opposite. I think the opposite. I have. Two. I think they still have no no bite up top. Um, so I mean, Tottenham had to pull some hair just to be able to, you know, tie. Up yeah, the but eight. it's a way. It's also like you know they got they're going up against a stingy defense. I think that's the one thing Chelsea does really well. Um, I still think, I mean, Koulibaly and Reese James scored typical defender scoring for Chelsea, like, you know, normal shit. Um, I just think long-term Spurs are like far better off. 
They probably will be, but I still stand on my comment. I think they're lucky as hell to come out with a point in yeah, that game. We, yeah, I think maybe it's a better matchup for Chelsea, but I think there will be games just like last year where Chelsea look really bad against some teams, and I don't think that's going to happen as, as often for Spurs. Uh, real quick, I know that we've moved on, but I want to give the official tale of the tape here. Conte is 5'9". He played midfield for Juventus and... Uh, he could play center back for United. <laughs> He'd be a tall center back. Five uh, nine played played midfield for Juventus. Uh, Thomas Tuchel six three um, never got out of the academy. So oh, and and plus Matt, when you, when you said when you talked about I forgot about Tuchel running down the sidelines. It was a pretty it was a pretty nerdy run. I'm not gonna lie. He looked like the yeah. kid. He looked like the kid that just watched strictly anime in high school. Like, it was just a nerdy-ass run. Hey, watch yourself. <coughs> so, I have, so bringing it into now we have, and my question is now, they all get, they were the post, post-match post interviews, they're, they're joking, they're laughing. Let's bring it back to a previous Spurs and a former Chelsea manager, one Jose Mourinho. He pulls either of those stunts. He's getting destroyed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But because it's Conte, it's... Hey, he's super fiery. The Spurs need it, and it's Tuchel. He's the tall German guy that does crazy shit because he's a White Walker and a psycho. You know, <laughs> he would probably drink. He probably drinks Jaeger with Sprite and uh, and lemonade on the regular for breakfast. I just, I just thought of it like Jose Mourinho probably gets freaking turned into you know the worst, you know, the biggest villain in the world. But it's just passion with those guys. I don't know why. I just thought about that, but well, th- but that's because. That's because Mourinho attacks the media too, and the media are the people who write the shit about him. So it's always going to be worse. Because like, even after the game, I think it was like Men in Blazers who who talked about the thing where they said Tuchel's like, you know, not a big deal. It's all good. And then they're like, to Conte, it's like a blood feud that can only be <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. resolved with like sacrificing, you know, whatever. It, and it's they they, I think they're both pretty genuine about it. And like that, I think the on the field stuff's fine. I think it's just when Mourinho goes on the press conference and just is like, "I hate all of you," <laughs> and then they're like, "Okay, well we respect, hate you too." Then like, respect, gonna... respect. Yeah, exactly. Like that shit. So, I do think he would got killed though. Either way, yeah. like, you know. But another... I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was a really great game, and then that was just like, "Ah, oh, it's over." Oh shit, it's not over. Oh yeah. my god, that's that, that was exactly Dylan and Maya's reaction at that bar. I'm pretty sure it's and like, oh man, oh shit. Didn't my dad think that was an own goal too? Uh, yeah, it obviously could have been because it kind of affected of, weird. Off of James. Well, well. Oh yeah, he did think it was that, an own goal. It was going in net regardless. If, if we were, yeah, and that's what Dylan kept trying to explain to his dad as I stood next to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, real quick to actually get back to uh, uh, a football thing, the, no red card. Right before that, like totally changes. I mean, that one dude—I forget who it was—pulled Cucurella down by his hair, and like Var just didn't. Dude, see that him. is a yeah, like, that like, is assault, brother. That is assault. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, also, how you can't review that. Well, I think they didn't review it because it was that, but also because the ref—I think it was because the ref like had a view to it. So because of that, they were like, "There's some rule where it's like, okay, it's good." They can suggest. Um, they can suggest to go look at the screen. He can say, "No, I saw it." Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, Dylan's dad 
told me at least eight different times to go interview the uh, Tottenham guy at the end of the bar uh, for the podcast. Oh. Like, he was like, this is a great game. You should go interview him. I was like, yeah, I got it. It's fine. Do you see he him was, walk? Like, when, they, when Chelsea went up 2-1, he just like got up and stormed off to the bathroom for a minute like to do whatever the heck he had to do and then came back. Um, we also had typical Chelsea fans who had no idea the game was going on yeah. in the back. Oh, that's yeah, right. Just no clue. No clue. Um, real quick, one last question. Two games for Chelsea so far, three goals, none of which have come from a forward or a winger. Over, under, I don't know if I'm going to pick an accurate number. We can always adjust it. But, like, over, under 22 goals this season from a forward or a winger for Chelsea. Should we say percentage from a forward player? Like, in general, like they're forward percentage. players? Yeah. Per- so like, is, it, is it 60? How many goals did they score last year? See, this is why I'm not, I'm not a mathematician. See, I think whatever number you give me, I'm probably going over for the fact that I still think Sterling's pretty good. And But he doesn't he score had, goals, man. He scored a lot. I mean, with limited time at City, he still had, what, like 12, 13 goals last year? Yeah, yeah but, it was, but it was like with not, City. Like, let's... Yeah, yes. That's my point. Michael and I, like, were doing the uh, Miles Offits last night again. Coming out soon, if, if I ever get the editing bug again. Uh it's it's baseball. It's the easiest comparison ever. Now you took someone's like five hitter and made him your three hitter with no protection whatsoever. Like, well then what about what about Jesus? There's better. The, Arsenal's better than Chelsea. Arsenal's the third best. I mean, team, I don't disagree. I I'm just saying though. I'm just. I, I don't know. I, it out there. Martinelli would be the best attacker on Chelsea. Jesus would be the best attacker on Chelsea. Uh, who am I missing? Saka would be the best think, attacker on Chelsea. I also think Ga- uh, Gabby's just, yeah, better than Sterling. Yeah. So Gabby's him scoring goals. Yeah. Chelsea scored 122 goals. This is all season. This is every competition they were uh, in. Uh, Lukaku, yeah. 15. Havertz, 14. Mount, 13. Werner, 11. Jorginho, 9. 9 pens. Pulisic, 8. Ziyech, 8. And then defenders, <laughs> James, 6. Alonso, 5. Rudiger, 5. Chalaba four, Azpilicueta three, Chilwell three, Thiago Silva three, Christensen two. <laughs> well, that's so it's many. Related, but I mean, it's probably. I think if you, I think sixty percent's a fair number to start with. Yeah. I'll, I'll say over. Also, Chelsea scored four x more goals than um, Wolves did all last year, which is pretty sad. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. All right, yeah, um, I thought you were gonna. I think it's. I think it's the sixty. 60%. I got the I I have the under. I just think this team can't score like that. Don't There goes that man again. I'll take the over. I'll support <laughs> Chelsea on that. Michael. What was the question? Over under 60% of the goals come from a forward or a winger. 60%. Um I mean, it's it's probably going to be over. But I think it'll be really close. I think if you compare other teams to them, it'll be uh, like a golf. If you keep them away, if you make them have to score from open play, I think they're a useless team. Yeah. <laughs> don't give them stuff either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't, don't give me a reason to hate on Chelsea. All right. Last game that we're going to chat through. Uh, actually a pretty big one. Liverpool won. Palace won. Uh Vieira definitely came in to Anfield with a game plan, and it paid off in the 32nd minute. 
uh, Eze played a ball to Zaha as he was just sitting uh, on the back line. Zaha scores 1-0 Palace. They take it into the half. In the 57th minute, one of the big headlines, Darwin Nunez uh, gets antagonized by my man Anderson um, on Palace, headbutts him, gets a red card, gets tossed. But Liverpool is saved because I believe Luis Diaz is the next coming of Salah and scores a banger in the 61st minute. Liverpool tries to get another one to win. Palace tries to answer. It's actually a really, really good game with Liverpool with 10 and Palace with 11, to be honest. <laughs> um, and uh, the game ends 1-1. I'm sorry, real quick. I just did the math. 59% of their goals came from forwards or wingers. <laughs> Who, Nick. No, I'm going to go under. Again. Johnny Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to go under. No, that wasn't me. I uh, think Nick picked 60. Um, all right. That's really good. Liverpool. All right, sorry. Yeah. Um, do you do you just want the, the level-headed, or do you want the how I was watching the last two weeks of games? Do, do I, you didn't wanna, make, do you I didn't make get, one rational comment today, so you better match me. You want you want to get viewers or no? Um. I, honestly, I was just annoyed because we like if if uh, I know Barb Tucker remembers last year the Leicester game where Cashers Michael, you know, stopped us from uh, scoring. We missed a pen. Um, we had like a xG of like three, and we lost one to nothing. I know we didn't lose, but it felt a lot like that. Uh, we only had what was it? I think only like four shots on goal technically in this game, but there were like. Four shots in the last 25 minutes that just missed the frame of the goal. Like, that could have very easily, you know, went in. Uh, I'm going to go level-headed because I that's actually, like, where I came out from after the game. I don't know why Joe Gomez doesn't play um, and why we have to resort to Nat Phillips, who, again, is a great guy. I'm sure he's really, really nice. But, like, dude, he's the fifth-choice center back. Zaha's literally sitting right on his hip. He, You can literally see him try to do the offsides uh, trap and second guesses himself, stops, and it starts again uh, just enough to keep Zaha onside. Which, again, like, you know, if that's the one thing you do, like, the guy's the fifth choice. He probably doesn't practice that stuff with Van Dyke, so, like, I can't really feel too harshly against him. Um Nunez, I don't care. Like, I think Anderson, and the way Anderson fell was pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, it was. It was a stiff board. It was. It was. He just one immediately for the went. I mean, if you go off a of past presidents of headbutts, I'd say that was an Eskimo kiss as opposed yeah. to the Zidane. I mean, Rashford got got a red card him. like three years ago for they were both shoving heads against each other, and Rashford just moved his head down, you know, and that was considered a red card. Oh. So. I'm definitely not saying he shouldn't have got a red card. I think, he, as as much as I think, like in the real world, that's kind of like it's a cor- like come on, it's a quarter zizu in the real world. Yeah, you're like <laughs> come on, man, like Jesus, you can't do it in in a soccer game. Like yeah. you're gonna get a red card every single time. So, um, I don't at all, you know, feel that like we were hard done by that. Luis Diaz was really good. I think when we got to, like John said, when we got to 10 guys, it was actually a lot better. Um, and, I mean, you can't you can't fuck up for 60 minutes and then win at, win games. Like, it's not 
that's not what this is anymore. This is not two years ago, three years ago when every team we played were just like, oh, we're gonna win, or any you know every team. I think John, you guys are gonna see that too. Like, I think actually this is probably the best Premier League there's been. And Palace had two really tough first games, or first two games. They only came out with a point, which is still pretty good, but they looked good in both the games. So like. I hate I hate doing the like we played like shit so like you know we gave them a point because I think they played really well. Yeah, um, I thought this was gonna be a storyline, and then I actually did research on this. I was gonna come in here and question if Nunez is a bit of a head case. He's been playing in Europe for this is his fourth season, two with Benfica, one in the second division of uh, Spain. Only one red card the whole time, so I don't think it's like a him issue. I think I think he just got veteran. Like, Anderson just, like, knew what to do. Oh, did you see the video of, like, the whole game? I was just Anderson, about to like, – dude, that was – he – he it was coming. He That was a game – that was definitely a tactic, like, just hit him every chance you get, like, yeah. subtly just to get him, like – it was professional – it was a professionally set up moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the, that's the shit I think, like – and I, I know they do it in Spain because, like, it's – that's one of the most chippy bullshit leagues there is. Um, but I have to imagine that there just isn't that type of stuff when you're playing Crystal Palace, like in the Portuguese league, like probably no. And, like, to and, that and, degree. Sorry. I was going to say, and, and Anderson comes from Leon. I know he was doing that to Neymar. Like there was like two years ago, there was a big Leon PSG fight and I feel like he was in the middle of it. So like, he's a vet, like he knows what he's doing. So, oh yeah, hundred percent. I, um, I have uh, I have really just one thing, like one kind of statement that leads into a question. Um, I think that missing Sadio Mane is going to loom a hell of a lot bigger because I'm going to make the statement that Mane was the guy that carried Liverpool and not Mo Salah. And which leads into my question is that do you think – I had a discussion with a friend that Klopp is overrated and he got lucky that they signed some players before he got there and they win despite him because his players are good. It's not really Klopp. It's just some really good players and they're going to fall off because Mane was the glue to all that. Still have to who develop did they, who players. Did they, who did they sign before? It was like for me. Nick, I just got to let you know that you need to disclose that that comment was not your own and it was your friend's because Michael is going to bring out the receipts. Okay. All right. I know. I, I screenshot his text message. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no blue. I see no blue. I see no blue. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm right. pretty sure. Well, I remember. Klopp I forgot this a... came up in conversation yesterday with my friends from like my high school friends, and I'm like, I'm definitely gonna send this to Michael right now. <laughs> uh, Klopp is actually, he didn't want. He actually didn't want Salah. Like he was like the board wanted him, and he was kind of like, okay, like you know, if you want to bring him in, that's fine. Uh, he definitely wanted Mane. Um, and I, I honestly, I think those are really the only two that they're, I mean, he wanted Virgil, he wanted Allison, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think the only, like the big signings are the ones that you ever hear, like the guy wanted him or whatnot. I will say, I don't think in, in terms of statistics, you could make the argument that Mane carried us. I will say in, in like kind of an attitude though i think he's a lot more chippy than people remember him or like think that he was i think he was like a, a real aggressive player and i think that was like he's a kind of a little bit of a tone setter like him and henderson are 
for sure tone setters. Oh, ask, ask Ederson. He remembers. Again, I, I think there's times where Mane is straight up, like, pushing and elbowing, and that, I think, is more like he's trying to get the ball and he yeah. just fucking cleats him in the face. I do, I do remember I will, that he he apologized to Ederson as soon as he kicked him. So Yeah, and, and I also will say, I think this is, you sit there and you, like, just like we were sitting there watching United beat us 4 nothing in preseason. You sit there and you, you watch a good game against you guys, John, that we, we played really well and everything clicked. But we also have to understand, like I said yesterday, Nunez, it's it's going to be weeks. And it's probably good that he's getting this got this card right now because so, he's still going to be able to train and do all that shit, I'm pretty sure. Is there any... Yeah, you can, you sure. can do everything. Yeah. You just can't okay. play. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. Um, He's going to be able to do all that shit and like get better in the system and, and whatnot because it's not... He's not going to have that one game and then just start flying like Diaz did. Diaz did. I think that's kind of an anomaly, especially well, in, like, Klopp's system. I think – and, Dylan, I want to come to you because I feel like you haven't even spoken on this one. But so, I do think that uh, if you want to do, like, a one-for-one one swap with Mane, Diaz is closer to Mane than uh, our, our good friend that just got the red card. Sorry. My brain just went out. Um, then oh, D- Nunez. Nunez, yeah. I-, I think that Diaz's game is a little more similar. I think Diaz is chippy. Oh yeah. Like, and I think yeah. that's that's who you're hoping takes that mantle and, and runs with that for sure. Definitely, I agree. Dylan, I mean, from a Liverpool aspect, I think you guys pretty much touched on everything. I think it's more. I'll give a shout-out to my fellow mid-tableans, and I think Crystal Palace played very well, especially, um, you know who, I know he's back, but I kind of forgot he was back because he was injured so much last year. Eze looks really good to me, too. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. he, I think, makes a huge difference for Crystal Palace as well with kind of pushing forward, um, where they're a team with a point that I feel like should have more and there will end up, I think, being in the discussion down the road. So, not going to be fun playing Crystal Palace. No. Uh, last question. It's a first take question. I asked it to Michael yesterday. Former players that are coaches, Vieira, Lampard, Gerard, Vieira's top, I think. I don't think unless, it's close. Unless DC United makes the playoffs in MLS, then it's Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then Wayne Rooney is doing a lot more with way less than if that's the case. Um, so... So Vieira, so Lampard's doing nothing with nobody. Gerard is probably underachieving right suppo- now. Yeah, I, I would say underachieving right now, but probably has like the the biggest, the highest ceiling, I guess, with the the talent that he has. And Vieira has is, in the words of Nick Tucker, doing the most with the with like the least amount. He's gonna put. Yeah. Almost someone's gonna like put. Vieira's made a team into. His yeah. personality, and I think it yeah. does really yeah. well. For but that's what he's going to imprint them big. That's what I was about to say. They're going to—he's going to put his thumb on that team, and you have to be able to defend and play gritty and tough. And that's a tough and gritty part of London that wants that style of play. Yeah, he's those those. He's going to leave that place a legend whenever he leaves. Yeah. The the one thing I will say, and you guys can jump in and disagree. Out of those three teams, Palace does have the best player. Out of the three, Zaha's the best player. On all three of those teams, I feel like. Oh, I thought Vieira was a player manager. Sorry. Yeah, I will yeah. say, though, He's probably I, the best player too. <laughs> it's more, I hope it doesn't happen, but 
Palace could look very much like the Wolves in some of, or like an Everton or something like that. If they get two or three injuries, they have no depth, and that Everyone. could become an issue. However, going to my big brain thing, if they get off to a good start, and then you don't have as many people in the World Cup, they could come back and be extremely dangerous on the restart as well. True. Michael, I saw your face. Do you want to choose a Villa character? I don't, I don't know if Zaha's the best player. I think he, he, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong for saying that. I think you can make the argument. I think Ollie Watkins is really fucking good. Yeah, yeah I, I think, take him off my bench. I think I think Zaha's, Zaha's got more miles and more of the dog in him. But have you ever listened to a Zaha interview? Quick sidebar before we get into predictions. No, no one has. I will now though. The vo- the voice does not match what you would expect at all. Like Pat Mahomes? Don't tell me. Chicharito, same thing. Oh, yes. I heard him talking <laughs> oh, the other yeah, day. I remember that. I was like, who is this guy? Who's yeah. this 12-year-old girl that I'm listening to right now? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Poor Chicharito. Uh, all right, quick transition into predictions. Uh, all right. We are – you guys are doing great, sweeties. I am doing terrible. I am 8-12. and 12. Michael – uh, leading the pack 11 and 9. Dylan is 9 and 11. And Nick is 10 and 10. So we're all over the place. I am trash. Uh, last week was tough. Uh, but let's go ahead and dive headfirst into these. First game of the week Tottenham hosting Wolves. Dylan, it's only right to start with you, man. We have absolutely no shot, Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> we... No, we're. No. No shot. Okay. Michael? I, I got Spurs. Spurs. Spurs across the board, Nick? Yeah. Yep, I got Spurs as well. Good game. Really good game, and maybe puts this theory to, to the test. Palace hosting Villa. Michael? Ollie Watkins? Um, this was a tough one, but now with Diego Carlos out, and this is at Palace, I'm going to go with Palace. Agreed. Nick. Crystal Palace. Agreed. Palace. Yeah, Palace too. Crystal. Crystal we Palace. did four, four, four of Palace as well. Wow. Um, wait for Ever- be wrong. Everton hosting uh, Nottingham Forest. Nick, you got. Am I gonna ride the wave? A little bit. I'm gonna call a draw. I too have a draw. <laughs> I too. I three have a draw. Do you? Is it? I, I have a Michael, big week this Michael, week of draws. Michael. Yeah. Michael. Dude, this was a, I had these three games in a row that we're going to talk about. I did not know what the fuck to put. Um, Do it. I'm not doing the same thing you guys are doing. I'm going to go with Forrest. Forrest. It's the right choice. I put my faith in Everton last year like I always do, or last week like I always do, and they let me down. So, can't do it. A little bit, a little bit of Hank just died right there. Um, Fulham hosting Brentford. There's an easy argument here for a letdown after a big win like that against Man United, but Brentford actually good in a good system. I, I have them beaten Fulham. Dylan. I have Brentford. Um, we're allowed to change our table stuff until transfer's over. Transfer, de- transfer deadline, right? Yeah. Certainly yeah, are. Two more pods. All right, perfect, because yeah. I'm probably taking the Bees out of relegation. I think I should. So go Bees. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Um, again, dude, this is really fucking hard. I have to imagine Mitro's not going to be able to bully the Brentford defense. 
Yeah, there's a lot of Danish Vikings back there. Yeah, man, I was about to say that too. Fuck. Put when you put him against a good defense, uh, you can shut him down. I.e. the Wolves. Just so you know, Michael. I think I'm gonna go draw here. Wow. All right, Michael with the draw. Um, Lesta, Barb Tucker hosting the Saints of Southampton. Dylan, you might not be your favorite son, but you can pick this game first. I love my mother. Go Lester. <laughs> go Foxes. I think Nick both teams foxes. stink, though. I want to throw that out there. Yeah. Which one's the fox in the Fox and the Hound? Is it Todd? My name's Todd. I'm a fox. My name's Todd. I'm a fox. <laughs> my name's Michael. Too. I'm also a fox. I thought it was a gift, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> four, four out of four. <laughs> Lester. Uh, Bournemouth uh, hosting Arsenal. Michael. Skip it. Arsenal. We got a Who four, was picking four on this one. Nobody. I too like to party. <laughs> Leeds <laughs> hosting Chelsea. Are we skipping this one too? Is this a is this yeah. a quattro? Big quattro on Chelsea. West Ham hosting Brighton. Nick. This is tough. Go! That's a Oh the Gauls. A straight goal pick. I picked the straight goals. Michael? I got the hammers. I think home game bounce back. I got I my second tie. I have my second. It's the first Ooh. time I ever picked two ties. I saw, the best shirt. <laughs> I saw the best shirt at work last night. It's this old dude, and he just comes in, and he sits down. And it just says, fat bottom gulls, and it's just three seagulls shaking their butts in the air with like a little like, uh, little, like, queen, like a little queen uh, reference there. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, also, was reminded he's ordering the Ferrari. was reminded of the was reminded of the age old comment uh, last week again by uh, Dylan and Nick's dad, just like kissing your sister. Uh, I heard that. Castle. You give it. You get a very nice corporate laugh to him too. Like ah. Uh, 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 I, I I love parents. I was like ah yeah. <laughs> uh, Newcastle hosting Man City. I got City. I think this is gonna be a really good game though. I think this will be a, a tough test, especially because it's up north. Up way up north. I have a question though. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins, do they get oil trading rights with England? Uh, yeah, as long as it's not with Russia, I'm cool with it. Uh, Dylan, City, Nick, Michael, City, City. I also have City, but if Newcastle score the first goal, it'll be an uh, exciting ass game. Yeah, yeah. Ballistic to say Newcastle. Yeah, um, United. Hosting Liverpool. No United fans in the stadium, as rumored. We don't know if that's true yet. Nick, we got to start with you. Oh, it's it's a, this is a no-fucking-brainer, this one. Liverpool. Dylan? This scares me. I think the only difference is by how many goals. I think that's the real question. No Nunez. No Firmino, it's looking like. No Jota. No Thiago. No Keita. Bring Kenny Danglish back, and they'll still be able. He'll be able to score against them. Danglish, like, Danglish, <laughs> whatever the hell his fucking name is. You know, us Tuckers can't pronounce things. No, sec- uh, I mean Nat Phillips or Joe Gomez is playing defense. I don't know, man. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go Liverpool, but I think this is gonna be tighter than everyone thinks it is. That is the most Closer scared prediction ever of something that should be so confident. <laughs> I'm trying to win, dude. I'm trying to win the predictions this year. Dylan, do you have? Liverpool? Until United proves that they are a dead corpse, I will be taking Liverpool. 
If it's a dead corpse, it looks like a dead corpse. It's a dead corpse. Who's uh, starting center back? Who, who's the center back partnership, Nick? Man United this week. I pray to God he buries Maguire. Um, <laughs> Larry Maguire. You know how much dirt that would take to cover that forehead? Larry Maguire. Uh, oh my God. I bet that. you. I go. I. I'm expecting massive change. There's got to be massive changes. I would like to see Varane and Lindelof. Fuck it. Little does Nick know the U18s are all making an appearance. Um, all right, that was. I'm week. okay with it. <laughs> that, that's the week predictions, Dylan. Let's get your bets in so we can get you out of here and into bed. First off, keep fading United. It is easy money. Brentford plus 310 was a winner last week. Um, I don't know if Nick saw that or not. Um, and then I am, I think I have three winners right here, and I'm very excited for these. The fact that this is plus money to me is a home run. Liverpool money line first half plus 105. I am. Excuse me? Yep. I am yeah, I'm taking going that to put right now. on that. Um, <laughs> I think Nick is too. That's <laughs> well, literally up there. Um, the fact that unfortunately we have regressed to same old woofs. Tottenham to have a clean sheet, yes, minus one ten. And then finally, I think for the non-casual fan, um, they'll see these two teams and think it. They shouldn't watch this game. I think there's going to be goals galore. Over two and a half goals, full of Brentford, minus 110. Hmm. One thing while looking for that, because the United-Liverpool game is the last game of the week. Then it goes to the first game of the week the next week. United plays uh, Southampton on the 27th, 7.30. What do you think United's number is right now? In terms of, like, to win the game? Like, like the draw is plus 275. What do you think Southampton is at, and what do you think Man United? I think at? Man United's at plus one fifty, and Southampton's at plus one forty-five. Southampton's plus two forty, United's plus one hundred. Plus money enough, and that is fucking infuriating, but understandable. You're away though. You're going to you're going to to the Saints' house. Yeah, you get I can't even think of. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Dylan, have you been keeping track of your bets at all? Yeah, we're um, every United bet has gone undefeated. I lost Tottenham. You're a dick for saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then unfortunately, we went one and two last week though because Tottenham didn't live up to the billing and Leeds blew two nothing lead. But Leeds was a lean, so technically it was one and one. So we're yeah, two and one true. on the year in terms of actually like what I was confident in. All right, great pod. Um, I'm glad that Nick and, and Michael, you guys are. It seems like uh, Michael, you're in better spirits. Nick, you're the same as I've ever met you, so I feel like this is okay. It's fine. Uh, Sit, watch me at three o'clock on Monday. Okay, Dylan, let's get us out of here with a joke, so we can eat and go to bed and whatever we got to do. So why was the skeleton always left out in the soccer game? because he had no body to play with. Cheers.
NAFTA podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs>